Well, here we are. We're, we're in fall 2022. Uh, you know, uh, uh, how have did, did we ever escape the pandemic? Did we ever get out of it fully? Like, really? Unscathed or just fully? I mean, just fully. I mean, just together as, as a whole, as humanity. I mean, or is is this is this still a threat? I think, I mean, COVID's still a threat, but I don't know if we're in the pandemic type. I think it's just like like a normal sickness now that right yeah i mean it's, it's gonna be around it's gonna stay around right yeah and with the people that are vaccinated it's gonna just keep it to a minimum you know yeah i guess and i i heard there's like that fourth booster or something i don't know yeah. some people have gotten it i haven't gotten it gotten everything else but i haven't gotten that one but uh this is where we are though i mean from when we were you know in march i mean it's kind of weird like to look back and think uh, it, to just think about it is is not enough because i think for most of us as as people as humans we just kind of like blocked it out kind of just what we're you know the whole lockdown stuff just we're all in it to just get it over with right yeah. I, I believe yeah i think that's what it was like get over with yeah it was like kind of get, like just get it over with but so it? Uh, no like you said it's still it's still a threat still around there you catch covid you give it to your family it, it spreads like wildfire like when someone contracts it and uh unfortunately for those people that are not vaccinated and there's still a lot of people out there that did you know never got vaccinated they catch it they get really sick to the point to where it's like life-threatening for some people depending on you know what kind of health status they're in but uh yeah i mean here we are um i uh came across an episode uh from uh krasinski's some good news you know, that was on it and that just kind of showed what people were doing the pandemic during the pandemic when you know when they were locked down you know home activities just just to get by you know especially uh big families with little children yeah because everything was closed amusement yeah. parks movie theaters malls uh, places you take your kids normally wasn't an option when i seen one of those episodes it, it kind of it, it did bring back like old feelings and, and i was like wow like that really happened Mm-hmm. And again, that's what made me kind of bring up blocking it out because I realized like, yeah, I, I didn't want to remember that. And it's just like, yeah, shit was fucked up. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. I mean, everyone was left inside, just scared, you know, or like, and you had, you know, you had to go to the reserves of like, with, like go back to the olden days when there wasn't any of this. Well, I mean, I think that's what helped it too. I was going to say well, it wasn't social media or anything, but that you know that boosted that got boosted up like everyone was on social media and then during that time and and then that's how you get to see these uh these like these clips of like people de- doing different things while they're you know in lockdown you know like old school days yeah and you, like you say it's funny you say that that's true but also it, i just feel like it was a glitch like in everyone's life yeah they had to like deal with this um, on on earth and it was like essentially we all like kids basically literally and the well as far as in the u.s educational system the way things structurally work here everybody flunked one or two years every yeah. student flunked yeah, their exactly. minds were not they didn't pr- uh, progress because they weren't learning anything uh by not being in school for a while and then when they went to that virtual online learning it it just wasn't the same. It just no, wasn't yeah, the same. You could you, you could I mean you could say you know you try to get that people were actually paying attention, but like 
lot of kids that don't pay attention in, in class are not going to be paying attention, you know, on a computer doing things that you can't see. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, something just about not only with school. For example, uh, I went back to see an old therapist of mine that we would always, you know, meet once a week in person. It was a group therapy. And then uh, I went back to see him just recently, and they had went totally virtual because of the pandemic and uh, because uh, other people in the group liked it that way better was why they kept it that way. And to me, it just it wasn't the same, like showing up, being there, having that personal interaction. Like it's it's entirely different than interacting with people over a computer it's like a video game it's almost yeah. like it's not it's surreal it's like it's not you know what i mean it's 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 definitely not it's just like when you talk to somebody on the fucking phone let's go back yeah you know what i mean before exactly. cell phones and everything when you just talk to someone on the phone it's great to hear their voice and everything but in actuality all that did even when talking to them make you miss want to what, you want to see, see them you want to yeah. see them even more exactly yeah, exactly yeah and so like this this whole just not only with everything the pandemic you know created virtually but had you know had people doing but just everything like social media the way people interact now it's 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 false yeah. it's easy to fool someone uh to who you are as a person over a social media text than to actually show someone who you really are yeah exactly <laughs> does that make yeah. sense yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and i just comment like i think you know back to what we were saying i think just a lot of people we all lost two years. The students flunked. Uh, we, as humans, like as people, we just we lost two years of our life. It was like we were all like in some sort of like prison mind, mental mind state. Yeah, that a lot of people are still affected by. Like people could still, you know, there are people out there that lost not only close loved ones but more than one close loved one during this time. And I, I mean. When you lose someone in life, period, you, it's just hard to get over if you ever get over it. People had to deal with multiple things, losing their job, losing loved ones, getting sick. Losing their houses, losing their homes. And uh, yeah, and then now we have inflation. And it's just everything is just like a kind of like a time warp. Yeah. It's like a sick movie that I don't ever want to see made. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> and actually, you know, there's going to be a movie, though. Okay. There's a movie about everything. No, yeah, of course. You know, that's what I was going to get at. Like, there's, you, you don't want to see it being made, but it's gonna, it's gonna happen. And there's movies about everything right now, and especially, and now that you bring that up, like, like during the pandemic, like there was, I mean, a little after, you know, like you know, like when it slowed down, they started when studios started making movies again well, the short short next movies like the like outbreak and yeah is that asian one that won awards that was kind of like about a, a virus yeah and they started showing like purge and then i think another purge came yeah. out just all yeah. this shit all like this shit, they yeah. feed you and like makes people more scared yeah exactly and then, like they also came out with movies that you know like two stories you know, like Netflix, for example, like they, they, they that's a st the studio that's in a streaming service that's, they started making a lot of movies, like once they were able to, you know, be back or whatever, how they do them now, like virtual or whatever, you know, in, insert the, the person digitally. But a lot of true stories, films about true stories are being made. Like, of course. Yeah, it's just, it's just all hand in hand. But kind of back on track to what I was saying, just this time, Lich. 
and with time glitches, things happen. I mean, obviously, people still are getting old. Um, I think me and you had a conversation, you know, not on a podcast, but just uh, just one of our conversations um, was about uh, old people or people that had like, you know, we all lost tears. But what about those people that only had two years to live, whether it was a sickness or just age, you know, wear and tear in, in life, uh, just basically lost out like on those yeah. two years. I mean, you got to think about those senior citizens out there that like we're told like, hey, you know, you're sick with this. You got, you know. 14 months to live and then they couldn't do anything and we're just on lockdown when all they wanted to do was like you know do Cross whatever out, yeah, yeah any, the bucket list. their bucket list exactly their bucket list and uh you know the, that those things happen and, and time is obviously inevitable we can't change it and, and things just happen and the whole reason why we just got i i started getting so much into this virus and this time and where we're catching up now is now you know quote unquote we're we're in a normal state we're moving on but things are still happening. Uh, Blink-182, the mm-hmm. band, you know, we grew up hearing. And I was never so much of a big, big fan. I mean, I, I definitely respected them for what they did. Um, but they got back together, which is great. After Mark, you know, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. He's now a cancer survivor. Tom went along searching for aliens. And uh, Travis Barker is dating a Kardashian. Married. Married, right? Yeah, they're married now. <laughs> So uh, a lot of changes, definitely. But they're back together. Their world tour that they announced sold out like in something like in less than two hours for that they had to add more dates and cities. But with that being said, what I'm really, really heartbroken about is recent news I heard was was, you know, it's not recent. It's kind of like a month or so now. Fat Mike, the lead man of No Effects, Mike Burkett has announced that No Effects, the pioneers of punk rock, the legends that set pretty much you know a lot of stand they weren't the first punk great punk rock band there's other bands that definitely you know um were before them that they that that you know started you know motivated them to to become a punk band but they were kind of just the ones that done a lot of things for the first time that other punk bands didn't and it's just it's hard to say but mike has announced that low effects will be retiring and uh not putting any more albums out and will stop touring after you know 39 40 years of touring i mean they were a band since 1983 uh, and, and me just being just no effects is like part of my life like yeah. their music makes me who you know the person i am and uh it, i still don't want to believe it and then again i don't know if i can believe it because fat mike as we know is always one you know, to say something like this and then maybe just, oh, no, it was just all in relations into the album that I wrote, you know, track number two, you know, something about, you know, spontaneous surprises. Who knows? Yeah. But it's Fat Mike. I mean. Yeah, great. He's a, he's a great songwriter, uh, horrible singer, but a great showman. I mean, definitely, absolutely, absolutely no effects. Is, is in a way like I said there's definitely bands that you know uh, what is it proceed them or not proceed them succeed yeah uh, no well, I think we're both we're both no. looking for that that, yeah, that what word you, what are you talking about like going before them oh proceed them yeah yeah so uh, and uh, but like I said I, to me they're just pioneers of, of just oh, yeah. of so many things to do yeah. with punk rock exactly. I mean Fat Mike you know, starting his own label yes, after yeah. being, you know, on a label. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. And uh, learning, like, just how 
Oh man, so many words. I mean, so many feelings are going through. Me. I mean, they were like an independent. They're like independent punk rock band that didn't go mainstream, but in a sense, they were mainstream, but on them, you know, like, on their own terms. Their and own so, terms. like to break it down, let's let's pretty much let's we know. I mean, there's so much we want to say. We're both big fans, but for the listeners, so No Effects is a band, a punk rock band that formed in Los Angeles, California, in 1983. Um, that's a long time ago. That's when we were born. And so basically our whole lives, no effects has been around. Uh, in the 90s is when they actually came out uh, with their great album. They, they had some, you know, uh, some membership changes, lineup changes over the years. But it, there weren't too many. It was like one or two guys. But when they finally had Al Jefe, who was Aaron Abeda, uh Fat Mike remaining the ba- the bass player, the lead man, the, the the lead vocals. Eric Melvin, who was one of the, his best friends, and then basically started the band. Rhythm guitar, who was lead guitar at one time, and then Eric Smiley Sanded, who was the drum, their drummer, and was only gone I think because he had some personal problems, or just kind of what he just wanted to leave the band on his own terms for whatever reason, but was gone for like I a year tops. Yeah. But basically, they have remained. A solid lineup in the same members. I mean, I mean it, he was there. Uh, I don't think he was, he missed the recording, right? No, no, no. But to you, as uh, uh, I know, you like music. I know you're a big Doors guy. I know you like classic rock. I know punk rock. You like a lot. Of, you know, multiple bands. For you, though, what does that mean to you as a music fan, as a punk fan, for a band to have the same members remain? Because a lot of other bands, I mean, change up over the years. Well, not like many bands uh, change up over the years. And I think for a band to stick together for, you know, so long, and I, I, I to me, that's just, just true to the sound that they created. Because you change a member, it's just, it changes just a little bit. Even though they try to emulate what the prior member that the original member that they're replacing it's still still different yeah i mean no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and so like uh they've just done so many great things so for them to really call it quits is just kind of heartbreaking but yes i mean just everything that they've done um uh, remaining together just is one thing that will, will keep your fans dedicated to you you know, it's almost like a, a relationship, a marriage, you know, people more on the outside seeing like what kind of, you know, great relationship, you know, uh, some might have or whatever it is, whatever they're dedicated to. People respect that and people want to know about it. People want to see it. So when you're talking about something like a band, you know, that influences people and they stay solid, you know, out fighting, without bickering, without splitting up. I mean that that's a big deal. I mean, like I just what we're I just mentioned a few minutes ago about Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, they people really genuinely miss them because they were gone, and then to come back, you know, being these old guys and announce a world tour, and then for it to sell out in less than two hours, I mean, that's pretty fucking amazing. And it's the same three members. I mean, I mean, of course, you know, it was Travis wasn't the original drummer, but when they became Blink One Eighty Two. It was kind of because of him joining and, yeah. you know, what what made them, you know, find their sound and become who they are, what they're, the icons they are today. Exactly. And uh, NoFX, I, so the biggest rumor out there, uh, I don't know if we directly ever heard Fat Mike. I, I read the book, Hepatitis Bathtub, you know, but uh, for them, uh, NoFX basically stands for no fucking straight edge. No fucking then the X for straight edge. 
uh, because they just wanted to be hardcore and party, I guess. And that's like a big, big, deep rumor. I think I haven't heard Fat Mike personally mention that because he, uh, but he was straight edge for the longest time in the beginning of the band. And then now he's like the most like opposite of straight edge and a lot of the other guys have stopped partying. Yeah. And that's because, I mean, if you, if you know him, it's probably because he was, you know, really focused on his music career. And then once it took off and fuck it. Right, and one thing about No Effects too is they'd never been on a major label, you know, like MGM or some other, you know, these labels that you hear, like the Stone Temple Pilots or like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, you yeah, know, you being know, like on Sony or something. You know, yeah, they they never they had offers, and that one time, and when they were early in their career and doing well, they actually considered it. And uh, Fat Mike, you know. To you know, being the leader he was, decided he wasn't going to do that. Talked to the band, the band kind of second guessed it if he was making the right decision. But now, after where they see that a lot of the bands, like I mean, Green Day, I mean, they're that's a whole other thing, right? Those bands I just mentioned are a whole other thing, but there are like been thousands of bands, thousands that have signed to major labels and are pretty much just one hit wonders. And that's what Fat Mike took into consideration when debating about signing to a major label and decided to not ever sign to one because they could do things on their own terms and just thought if they went huge, they went big and played like stadiums and then all of a sudden were nothing the following year after playing stadiums, how could you go from that to playing like clubs? It's embarrassing at that point and it's all downhill from there. So he just thought, well, what if we don't like if we play you know, the Palladiums and, you know, the House of Blues, you know, which yeah. are decent, you know, amount of seating continuously for years to come, it'll all be in their favor. Yeah. And he made the right decision by doing that. And they went on to do Backstage Passport, which was a documentary, which no band has ever done. I mean, The, the Doors, The Rolling Stones, I mean, big Van, Van Halen groups have never done. I mean, they might have like, you know, videos out there about them and, you know, just that was just made. You know, on the run, but the No Effects actually did created a series which was actually turned out to be something else, and then ended up being a, a documentary basically about them touring, and it had two seasons, which I mean no other band had ever done. You got to see this band, what they're like, get to know who they are, and see them tour all over the world, and to just be a punk rock band and not a major label band because you would think. A, a band on a major label, a cor- big time corporation label would pay for something like that to happen. And yeah. No Effects winged it and did it. And it was one of the best fucking things yeah. that ever happened with any band or musicians doing. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it was just like, you know, they got real, real personal. And it's just, you know, the fact, too, that they played cities that no punk rock has, punk rock band has ever played before. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they have never been on a major label. They also never were played on the radio. You know, they, I think songs have slipped through the cracks getting played by DJs on the radio. But for the most part, you would never hear a No Effect song constantly played like you would hear like Modest Mouse mm-hmm. or like The Killers or these other bands you hear. My oh, Chemical Romance, Stones. Rolling Stones. Just you go to 95.5, bro, and it's like literally there's like 15 songs, you know, Van Halen, Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix, etc., that you hear constantly played over and over in a 24 hour loop. And it's ridiculous because there's so much other great classic rock sounds out there. And that's the thing about this major quote unquote label thing is like, it's what 
those corporations want you, want you to hear and want you to play. And those songs are still like getting like massive downloads and album purchases. But I mean, no effects. The the way they did it, just they had sent a video. I think yeah, Fat Mike said they sent a video once. It was a Leave It Alone video from Punk and Drublick. Uh, to to MTV and MTV didn't play it and after that they were like okay we're never sending them anything again and then they just that decided like after being you know confronted by uh, a major label to sign with them you know after this is after like when Green Day and Offspring and those bands were signing to major labels no effects refused to do it and it worked out for you know really great for them really really great for them and not only that it's fat mike also started fat records and signed every single band that was playing the style strung out lag wagon no use for a name you know rest in peace tony sly uh that were just made yeah propaganda good riddance that just made hits after hit after hit on top of another on top of each other and yeah and gave him the same freedom that he wanted as you know no on your own terms. Like. On your own terms. Tour where you want to tour, when you want to tour, pay your album out, you know, here's your studio time, this is the this is the date, and then do what you want to do. You know, little words of advice, you know, do you, you have to have this sound, this is our sound, but that was it. it yeah. And that inspires you to want to... To want to be creative and do your own thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and just keep going, and you're not forced, you know, like... Uh, major labels force you, you know, you gotta have so and so how many albums by so and so time. Like, you know, do it on your own time and be creative, get good music out there, and that's what they did. Yeah, and I mean, that was great. And then, you know, after Fat Mike first creating his own label, after create, you know, being a member of No Effects, being, you know, and then on Epitaph doing great, you know, touring, No Effects becoming a name, becoming recognized, and then creating his own you know record company fat records and then signing all these great bands i mean this was just booming for no effects it was the thing it was a way to go then you know later doing backstage passport in the later years was just you know phenomenal and then on top of that they wrote a book they wrote a book i mean it gets really yeah real, real good book too a great book i've read it more than once and it, it gets better every time and it's 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 you know the band members' point of view about becoming a band, touring, their successes, and everything that we just kind of talked about. They just yeah. pretty much lay out in the book. The book is by no effects. It's called Hepatitis Bathtub. If you haven't checked it out, but I dish right. I mean, we highly recommend it. You would oh, agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, great book, great read. It's a, definitely a great read. It's definitely a, one of those just raw, you know, realistic books cool stories things that you want you know you want to hear about that you just don't hear about every day and things that you know <laughs> big time corporations you know sell out matter are trying to force on us and so this is something that you'll really be interested in but i mean you know no effects are just are great i mean they they've been around since 83 their biggest album was punk and drew in 1994 when they released it i believe six years later it actually went gold so nice. the guys have a gold album, and I mean, I mean Beyonce and like the stars, they go gold in like a, a week. But it's just, I mean, to do it on your own terms and to do what you want to do, and to still have a gold album, gold album. I mean, that's that's a big success. Yeah, I th- I, I I think it don't matter how long it takes you to get a gold album, but I mean, you get one. 
It's all that matters. It doesn't matter. I mean, if it was 20 years or took you, if that album reaches gold, it's something that you wrote, you pay a heart and effort into. That many people have heard it. And I mean, now with social media, I mean, you know, not social media, but with just the internet, YouTube and whatnot, the, the, these albums uh, are just being even more looked at without being purchased. So what is the number really at now? Is that album, you know, more than gold? Well, yeah, you know, like, like, uh, like the older bands too, like classic, like classical bands, like a lot of them, you know, didn't become famous, like, like they were famous at their time, became gold, whatever, but they became platinum because of like people just hearing it over and over again or, you know, from word of mouth. And you know, it just that's how it becomes. It's just like that. It's like that song right now that uh, Stranger Things that you know it's a great series. They yes, got music yeah, yeah. that they're pitting out that were that was made like in the eighties, and yeah, now Metallica. yeah, yeah, and, and that other Huggins. that other yeah, yeah, and you just got these songs coming out. There's another female artist, I believe. You know, that's a song oh, that's really yes, popular, yeah. and that one's just all over being played on K Rock. You know, which is a big you know major station here in uh, L A. And uh, I mean, yeah. That that's that's a new thing now. So, yeah. uh, you know, if so, like you you basically just said it to a per, you know uh, to perfection. If someone hears something long enough and it's good, that's yeah. what counts. And it's going to eventually reach some kind of status. Exactly. Right. And so, No Effects calling it quits. They're coming out with an album labeled the Double Album, which is supposed to be released December second of this year, and it's basically. Their farewell, their farewell album to all of us, all their fans. Yeah, it's nice. yeah. I mean, you can't get you can't get a more better of a farewell than an album from a band. But they're also going to do a tour after they release the album, and they already Fat Mike already said that their last stop will be Los Angeles, California, because that's where they started and that's where they'll end. Amen. And so, I mean, with that being said, I mean it's definitely a heartbreaker. Uh, to have to see no effects leave. I mean, but these guys, I mean, they're still touring now. I think yeah. they're in Europe right now or like in Canada. Uh, but, you know, uh, when, when they're not in America, I, I kind of don't pay attention to where they are because I'm when they're here, I'm more paying attention to where they're going to come to California, yeah. you know, Southern California, so we can get a peek at them. But uh, this time, you know, we, we always do catch them. I mean, how many times have we seen them? More than five times at least, right? Oh yeah, way more, than way more than that. And so uh, this time around, um, if this if this is true, if this is No Effects' last go around, this time around is gonna definitely have some more um, feeling attached to it. Most definitely, I can't wait. <laughs> 